Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday. It's hump day here at the Morning Toast. So make sure to hump someone you love today. I sure have already. I'm looking at Theo. Hey, sweetie pie. He's looking so sexy yeah really so provocative honestly like he's just dan like the way he has that sway in his walk he's like come here mom hey let's get it oh. hey. if hey. you're watching on youtube today hi how are you apologies for yesterday yesterday's episode was so fucked but i think we fixed the glitching problem for once and for all yeah we have this glitch that appears every now and then and we believe we fixed it i don't want to jinx it but of course let us know but we tried something completely new today so hopefully that is the cure and that won't happen again but if you were wondering what happened to yesterday's episode the second half of the episode is available via podcast if you missed it honestly it was really good we recapped the bachelor and like we were just talking about great stuff yeah and it was just like great energy always great energy honestly we have a lot to talk about today we do some really interesting stories the tv recap segment has real housewives of dallas which was honestly such a good episode of television like there was just there was everything like it had all the appetizers entrees and desserts yeah it was so good i ruined it for myself because i kept pausing like i probably it probably took me three hours to watch it because i was pausing to get on the phone with Margot to convince her to cut her hair which is um which was a worthy cause uh, i agree so i still loved it i think this season is shaping up to be really good like a great group of women i'm really excited to talk about it and i'm, I'm happy to have them back on my screen yeah though and my plate is full though my plate is full but not on tuesdays but not on Tuesdays. No, it was nice. The only other thing we have to talk about is it's Wednesday, Dear Toasters, our advice segment. We have some great submissions today and we have an update from the girl who farted on Thanksgiving and where that led her in her life. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. And what was our advice? Run for the hills? I don't remember what we said. I think it was run, if I know myself. Yeah. Yeah. The tracks. The trip to fan, man. Oh, it'll get you. It'll get you. I finished High School Musical, the musical, the series yesterday. And? And I just have to say, it was so superb. Like, five stars all around. I literally, like, cried a little bit at the end. Like, it was just a beautiful ending. And I loved all the characters. And I'm going to miss Miss Darbus so much. And it was... Young Miss Darbus. Young Miss Darbus. She's a queen. And I've been listening to the soundtrack and that song that she wrote. But don't you think, this is the only thing that I remembered from the show. Like, it was fucked that they didn't show us her ballad during the musical. 100%. And she started singing it during the musical. So I'm like, yes, we're getting Miss Darbus. Miss Darbus spotlight. And then Ricky's like crying outside and we have to skip. The only thing that I thought was funny, um, and I felt like the show kind of avoided these like classic 
Disney Channel tropes where like there's literally like no way any of this stuff could happen. Like I thought it was pretty realistic for the most part, except that the play was terrible. Like there were so many mishaps, like literally Ricky came and then EJ, like it was just so messy. Ricky kept like switching in the middle. Yeah, but then like the dean of the conservatory of the actors of Denver thought she was great and wanted to, oh, spoiler alert, offer her a position. Like that's really not how those things work, especially with the play that I saw was really subpar. And yeah. And just like the first thing you do when you're casting a play is cast it. And so by the when it's playtime, like have your cast ready. I know. I agree. And like Ricky thinking he's like doing something for Nini by not like it was so lame and so Disney. But I looked past it because there was so much more that the show had to offer, like so much heart, like if so I much were music. One of the attendees in the audience of that play and like, you know, the students, so you know what role they got. And then like someone comes out like and they're acting different. I would just be like, what the, I wouldn't be like, oh, now he's playing Troy. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? No, also, like, there was just so much, there was only so much I could believe, you know? Like, so Ricky is in the first act playing Troy Bolton, and he's killing it, and he sees his mom and dad are having such a good time, and then he gets in his harness to do his little dancey thing in the air, and he sees his mom brought her new boyfriend. Now, I just have to say, like, that, like, the mom would never do that. Like, she was, like, a smart woman. Like, she knows this is an important night for her son. Like, she never would have, surprised her son on his big night with her new boyfriend while he's flying through the air literally while he found out that his parents were getting separated like two weeks ago like that would just never happen so there were some things that like I took umbrage with and had like a hard time suspending disbelief but I tried to let like look at at the positives Miss Jen was such a positive um the iconic gay love story in the drama department was a huge high um I really liked, obviously, Miss Star- the young Miss Darbus and that song that she wrote on the piano, which was stellar. And a lot of the other music, of course, the one that went viral on TikTok is so good. But that song that Ricky wrote for her as like, the opening night present was so good. Like, there was a lot of really good songs. The song that I like is Out of the Old. The I'm one that I like is Wonderf- Wondering. Yes. That, but the songs are just, like, well, so good. I'm surprised you even knew what song yeah. that was. Because I thought it sounded like... Like that, um, like One Republic song. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I just thought all the songs were like, they didn't have, they had, they didn't owe us that. Like they didn't have to slap so fucking hard on the album, but the music is like iconic. Yeah. It's really good. I'm glad that you watch it and it just gives context to everything that's been going on this week with Olivia. Rodrigo. Yeah. Queen Olivia. Queen Olivia. We stand. We do. Um, other than that, I don't think there's much to discuss. Just a little smoothie update. I'm on day seven. I'm feeling really good. Today I sat down to do my makeup and I really could see a difference in my skin. I was mm. like, this is the first time in a while where I'm like looking at my face and I'm not like, what's that? What's that? What? Oh, I need to drink more water because I'm like so beyond hydrated because mm-hmm. you like pretending to care. What, what should I do? You know what? I'm damned if I Who do. And Who damned. Give me a close up. I'm going like this. Okay, so you don't mm-hmm. want me to nod? You don't want me to nod. Are you fucking serious? I was literally trying because I watched a show yesterday. You could see that you're trying that it's so hard. It is. Like, I'm just... mm -hmm. I don't think I did anything wrong. You had no business calling me out. No, no, no. Yesterday, you had business calling me out. Like, I was being snarky. Today, like, I'm literally just listening and nodding. You're just, waiting for it to be over. Yeah, of course. By the way, that's just me. You're not interested in, in how it's going? Listen, listen. That's what I do. Like, when other people talk, no matter what it's about. Like, I'm always just waiting for my turn to talk again. I don't know. It's just a lot of people have been asking about my cleanse. And so it's going really well. Sorry, I won't nod. I'm really excited like to hit the finish line. But it, it, every day is better and easier. I'm making hard-boiled eggs and they're delicious. You're trembling, but it's a journey. Trem- what does that mean? Have you ever seen that TikTok? No. Oh, my God. This girl is so funny. She does like 
really like interesting comedy and she's like you know the feeling like when you have work to do but you're just sleeping instead she's like you're trembling but it's an, but it's an adventure like it's so funny and i've been using that in everyday life and that's the the, the smoothie journey oh well i haven't become familiar with that reference yet but yes that is the smoothie journey so all's well on the smoothie front and yes. i'm just i feel like i'm really starting to see the see the benefits that's great i'm so excited thank you claudia you, the whites of your eyes actually do look quite bright. Just how does my skin look? Like the same. Your skin, like, you don't have problem well, skin. Also, like. because once I put on makeup, like, you don't see the things that I see. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, hey. Yeah. Wednesdays are always hard for me because during the week, I wash my hair Sundays and Wednesdays. And so, like, by Wednesday, it's, like, crusty and, like, literally, like, I can't even run my fingers through it. I'm sure it looks good, but it, it is so crispy right now. Like, you could literally make a grilled cheese on my hair. It looks really good. It doesn't feel good. Oh, well, it looks good. That's Thank all that you. counts. But I, I know the feeling when it's like... It, I honestly just cannot wait for the day to be over so I can take a shower. And like, yeah. I, I don't really even like showering that much. <laughs> I took a lovely bath yesterday. So peaceful. Oh, nice. I haven't taken a bath in a few days. I think maybe that's on deck for today. I love baths becoming a part of your journey in 2021. I know. So stellar. I think you tracked in some duty on your no, boots. No, it's like grease. From your boots? Yeah, I guess so. I haven't worn these in a while. Oh, you know, I see. Look, on the bottom of your foot, there's some duty. Like, not duty, like schmutz. Grease. It looks grease. like grease. Are you working in an auto shop that I don't know about? I just, you know, I have all these secret projects. Smoothies, grease. It is what it is. Okay, ready to get into the stories because we have a lot to talk about. Let's do it. Without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And to avoid any RDH complications, it is my duty to let you know that today's episode is brought to you. Duty. duty. (laughs) Is brought to you. By our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash morning toast. What is Patreon, you ask? It is our subscription service. So this show, five days a week on YouTube and all the podcast apps, is totally free. But we have a subscription service where you can pay $7.99 a month for five extra episodes from Jackie and I. Their vlogs, their YouTubes, their uh, podcast episodes, their sometimes radio episodes that can be quite controversial. So yes, five extra episodes for $7.99. And it is a great way to get more content and then support your local podcast. So head over to patreon.com slash morning toast once you become a member you get access to our exclusive facebook group the toast after dark which is our last remaining facebook group and it's really a wonderful corner of the internet very peaceful over there yes lovely head over there check check it out out. home tour coming soon yes okay first story big story a lot of people are talking about it and i'm very curious to get your thoughts army hammer oh you know what i was literally meant to text you last night saying we must talk about army hammer we must talk about army hammer army hammer is a person that i truly just don't care about like whether he's doing something positive or negative like i just don't care about him Hear ye, hear ye, I totally agree. Like, literally, who? Like, he, who? You know, but, like, people feel really strongly about him. Because he's then, very handsome. Yeah, and they love um, Call Me By Your Name. And they loved his marriage to Elizabeth Chambers, I think her name was. They were, like, really cute, like, Dallas queens. Yes, and so he's in the news now. And you know what? Like, the level that this story is at of, like, craziness defies my indifference for Army Hammer. Of course. You know what I mean? No, now we have to talk about it. No, it's like, no, now I'm interested. Like, it's like Hilaria Baldwin. Like, I didn't, if she did something positive or negative before, I wouldn't have cared much. But, like, what she did yeah. defied my level of indifference. Well, speaking of Hilaria Baldwin, like, I am just sure she has sent Army Hammer flowers <laughs> thanking him for taking her name out of the news. For washing her out of the news cycle. Yeah. Okay, Army Hammer wanted to, quote, cut off a girlfriend's toe and keep it in his pocket and make her his, quote, property until she died, according to leaked Instagram messages that talk about rape and cannibalism. 
Army Hammer said he wanted to cut off his girlfriend's toe and keep it in his pocket according to new disturbing screenshots leaked by a woman who says the actor sent her vile Instagram messages about rape and cannibalism. He began trending on Twitter Sunday night after a series of screenshots showing graphic messages he'd allegedly penned to a woman were leaked by the anonymous now private Instagram account House of Effie. The actor is yet to speak publicly on the matter and multiple requests for comment have so far gone unanswered. The alleged messages said to be sent between October 2016 and February 2020 include conversations about BDSM in addition to numerous sexual references to cannibalistic acts and blood sucking. That's so a quote. he's such a freak, like saying he wanted to chop someone up and like eat them in pieces. Like I can't. No, yeah, like, he fuck said them if, in I, if I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I always had a piece of you in my possession. He also later says that like he is a cannibal and that he's never told anyone. Right. He writes like, I think I'm a cannibal. I've never really said that to anyone before. He wrote, quote, you just live to obey and be my slave. I will own Stop. you. That's my soul, my brain, my body, my spirit. That reminded me of Taylor Swift. My brain, my brain. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, honestly, like this story is crazy, but it's also like not funny like because they always say like when terrible things happen like where were the signs you know like this is a sign like army hammer's crazy like he needs to be put away for life like he's insane yeah and then also the instagram account shared screenshots of um other things that army had sent like his hand on a script with the same tattoo that we know that he has and a selfie so really verifying as much as she can that these messages are authentic and i had heard that a bunch of like army hammer stands like who even knew those people existed um made a fake uh screenshot of this girl's instagram story saying like sorry i lied like these are all fake and that really got a lot of traction so i think a lot of people were doubting the validity of these screenshots but like they're a hundred percent true like I believe them to be a hundred percent true yeah and so at the end of the day I guess army hammer is into cannibalism and that's just something you should know no I know and like honestly in his text messages like you can really see like how delusional he is because he's like I think I'm a cannibal like wow I've never told but anyone he's that like the ins- no, but it's like- he's the insecure cannibal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah like I was gonna say something more along the lines of it's like you know that's like not something like you open up about. Like, he, like you go someone, on a bachelor, you know, because someone's you like one on one. Like, I think I might be bisexual. Like, that's the first time I've ever said that. Like, that's a legitimate thing to admit to yourself, to admit to people around you. A cannibal? Like, no. Yeah, no. You go on the bachelor and you have your one on one with yeah. Matt. I think and I'm a cannibal. I've never said this out loud, Matt, but I'm a cannibal. <laughs> cannibal or cannonball? Cannibal. 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 It's confusing. I guess. I Now you've confused me. Um, also, today's episode needs to be named The Insecure Cannibal. Just remember that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's jot that down. Um, anyway, so that's just like what's new with Army Hammer. He hasn't responded. I don't know what he will say. It, but it is weird. But this is just that... extremely alarming. But, and yeah. I'm just like so like glad that I have no part in his fandom yeah like I don't feel really any type of way except I feel bad for like the person who had to receive these messages because they're honestly traumatizing yeah and I just didn't see for 2021 like the first cancellation being Army Hammer no uh yeah that's the first one because uh, Ilaria was sp- slides into 2020 we really need to start keeping a list no I think that's okay Army Hammer number one honestly he's so weird and justice for his wife yeah she, I read in a Daily Mail article, like, spoke out and said she, like, 100% believes, like, everything that. Wow. And I thought that, that when they broke up, it was very weird. Because for a while, like, to me, who is Army Hammer to you? Social network. Yeah, Winklevoss. he's Winklevoss to yeah. me. 
And I don't even think of him as like a relevant celebrity, even though a lot of people do. But I never saw Call Me By Your Name. Maybe that's why. So to me, he's just like the guy who's married to the girl with the bakery, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's just so much more to him now. Yeah. No, people like absolutely love him. And he's a really acclaimed, serious actor. Like A-list. Not anymore. No, no, no. Not anymore. Now he's C-list for Welcome Cannibal. to the club. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, so that's, that's what's new with Army Hammer. And um, now you know. Army. Okay, next up, some big programming news that everyone's talking about. Netflix is going to be dropping a movie a week in 2021. Wow. Yesterday, Netflix put out a teaser um, in national commercial spots uh, showing a lot of the slate that is coming in 2021. It's largely consisting of original productions as well as some splashy acquisitions. The slate has 71 titles across genres from musicals to action, romantic comedies to family animation. Dwayne Johnson, Melissa McCarthy, Halle Berry, Jason Momoa, Amy Adams, Ryan Reynolds, Chris Hemsworth, and Lin-Manuel Miranda are among those featured in the sizzle reel, which was released yesterday. I watched the sizzle. Like, it's so exciting, hyped up. I mean, if they were going to do a movie a year, a movie a week, I feel like 2020 was the year to do it. But it's fine. Better yeah. late than never. Um, it just Netflix has a lot of action movies and the, and the sizzle had a lot of action movies. And so I just feel like at least half of these are not yeah. my genre. But there's one movie that's starring Leo and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, it's a Netflix movie? It's going to be on Netflix. Oh, I, I didn't don't know that. I feel like they might have acquired it yeah. because if they movie had theaters. them like under contract, we wouldn't have yeah. heard about it so I think that movie like that's a really great pairing that sounds really good yeah that's so interesting of course you also I saw this morning the trailer for To All the Boys I Love Before 3 and I just love those movies they're so lighthearted, and I feel like they're really always very very well done and the fact that Noah Centineo and um Laura Jean never dated is like the best thing to happen to the franchise because they're such good friends and there's like no toxic energy a la Kissing Booth. And I'm just excited for like a feel good movie and it comes out literally in like three weeks. Yeah. And then I was just going to ask you your thoughts on Kissing Booth 3 coming out. But oh, I guess, it is? I, yeah. It, oh, it was part of the trailer too. But yeah. I only saw To All the Boys I Love before because I, my eyes are automatically just drawn to, to premium content. And I, my eyes are naturally diverted away from shitty movies. Oh my God. Wow. Honestly, the fact that they have the, the nerve the gall, the audacity to put out a Kissing Booth 3 after the absolute train wreck that was Kissing Booth 2, they should know better. I don't and even... they should scrap it. Like, the, the, the pure hatred that is radiating between the two main characters is so toxic and is so not necessary for a movie that they should really just scrap the whole thing and just, like, let it die. I don't even think I watched Kissing Booth 2. I never finished it. And if I did, I don't remember it. It was such a piece of shit they hate each other like I feel like they filmed two and three at the same time so they that did. energy just is in two and carries three. over mm -hmm. I mean the first movie was was good but mostly you were like obsessed with the fact that these two were dating in real life mm -hmm. then I watched to all the boys I love before one and I know I've spoken about this before but to all the boys I love before was like so much better when I went back and watched kissing booth again which I had loved kissing booth I'm like this is the trash movie that I liked it's like to all the boys I loved before showed me, like, what true love is, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't go back. And ever since they broke up, and I, they must have had a really bad breakup because, like, the the hate is so tangible, like, on screen. Damn. Um, I'm definitely not going to be watching Kissing Booth 3, and I might even lead a movement against it. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I mean, if people like it, if it brings them happiness, like, let them be. No. Okay. No. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? What other movies are coming out? Oh, Do I they mean, say, like... Like, names of movies? That we know? 
Uh, there's a heist film called Red Notice starring Gal Gadot, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot. and Ryan Reynolds. There's I a Western called The Harder They Fall with Regina King, Idris Elba, and Idris Elba, and then Lovecraft County uh, starring Jonathan Myers. Is there oh, like Amy Adams is in The Woman in the Window, which I think is based off a book. So I think I'm going to read the book because that's just a fun thing to do. I would like. Um is there like a young adult film coming out, it, like another franchise? There's also a movie called Don't Look Up starring Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, Kid Cudi, and Meryl Streep. What? So that sounds starry. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it sounds too starry. Sometimes when there's too many famous people in a movie, it's like bound to be bad. Cats? Oh, you know what? They did break it out by genre. So, are there any young adult like love rom coms, like more to all the boys I loved before or Kissing Booth? Because okay. those are my favorite. Romance. Yeah. A Castle for Christmas. That sounds like a Christmas Vanessa Hudgens type of movie. Yeah. Fuimos Canciones. Okay. Kissing Booth 3. Ugh. Love Hard. The Last Letter from Your What's Lover. What's Love Hard? I don't know. Does, who's they, it starring? There's no description. Like, they just oh, broke oh, it oh, out. Okay, they just broke it out. The Last Letter from Your Lover. The Princess Switch 3. Wow, I guess those movies do well. Okay. To All the Boys I Love, Always and Forever. And an untitled Alicia Keys rom-com. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's no, like, young adult section? No, but musical section. Oh, a Week Away. Never heard of it. Tick, Tick, Boom. Never heard of it. Is that a TikTok musical? And then there's movies for the whole family. Hmm. A Boy Called Christmas. A Winter's Tale from Shaun the Sheep. Back to the Outback. Finding Ohana. Loud Noise. Night Books. Robin Robin. Skater Girl. I think these are probably on animated. Yeah, Teenage I'm not Mutant feeling Ninja, Ninja Turtles. TMNT. Troll Hunters. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wish Dragon and Yes Day. Okay. Very exciting year for Netflix. I mean, the streaming wars are so real. Like, I, I, I can't even say with certainty where I'm spending my most time these days. Honestly, I'm spending most of my time on Hulu just because that's where Lost is. But if not for that, like, I'm watching originals all over the place. Like, Netflix obviously had Bridgerton. But I've heard so many things about the wilds on Amazon. I think I'm going to start it this weekend. People are, like, obsessed with it. So the streaming wars, look at us. We're just a bunch of consumers benefiting from the streaming wars. We really are. Since I love Bridgerton so much, I think I'm going to watch Downton Abbey at some point. Because yeah. I think I would love it. And I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. It's, like, fantastic. Oh, wait. Remember when we were having the conversation about the ton? Yeah. Downton. The ton. It's not downtown Abbey. It's Downton. Oh, my God. The and ton. maybe that's the ton. Yeah. I'll find out. Yeah, let me, I'll let let you me know. know what that's say. a really good call. Yeah. So, anyways, that's exciting. A movie a week. Woohoo. Next story is really crazy. Rebel Wilson says she was once kidnapped at gunpoint in Africa. What? She said the petrifying night occurred in rural Mozambique and left her and her group fearing for their lives. She was on a Sky One series, Straight Talking. She said, we were on this cattle truck and these men came on another truck with a lot of guns. They pulled up beside us with the big guns and they were like, yeah, you've got to get off your truck. She didn't specify when the incident occurred. She said her group obeyed orders and were taken to a house in the middle of nowhere. Despite her fear, Wilson said she was able to remain calm. She said, I felt like I was very good in the crisis. I was like the team leader. They sat us down and I said, everybody link arms because I was petrified that they might want to take one of the girls or something. Mm -hmm. She said that the kidnappers released the group in the morning and then they made a getaway to the South African border. They were never given an explanation for why they were taken, but Wilson believed it had to do with smuggling. Oh my God, that's fucking crazy. You know what? I was just going to say, I mean, I guess that could really happen to anyone, but I feel like celebrities, of course, there's so many perks of being celebrities, but I feel like a lot of celebrities go through like traumatic things because they're so high profile and so wealthy. Like Harry Styles was robbed at gunpoint. Kim, obviously, like mm -hmm. there's so many like things you can point to. It's so scary. It's so scary. 
And but, it's crazy that this happened and, and we had no idea. That's right. truly traumatizing. But I don't think this happened because she was famous because I don't, I don't think oh, I, these he, men knew who she was. Yeah, no, but still just very, very scary and a very crazy headline to read today. Yeah, very crazy headline to read today. Yeah. I also read another headline that just had me in my thoughts and I think it's going to take us on a really fun journey. Okay. John Hamm and mm-hmm. Harry Hamlin both auditioned for the OC for the role of Sandy Cohen. Oh my God. I mean, neither one of them could have done it. Sandy Cohen justice. never. But John Hamm was on a podcast. He's given the news to a podcast called Too Long Didn't Watch. And he said that he auditioned alongside Harry Hamlin and Peter Gallagher, who were around 15 to 20 years older than him. Right. He said, I remember walking in and being like, is that Peter Gallagher? Why am I here? I love Peter Gallagher, but I was just like, dang. Yeah. He Obviously, we know that Peter Gallagher landed the role. Hamm said he was often called, called into audition for roles alongside older actors because he never looked young enough to be in high school he was about 32 years old at the time when he read for the part he said i missed out on all the dawson's creek and the early early wb shows so then they were like come in and play one of the dads but i don't look like a dad old enough to be that either yeah that's true i could never see harry hamlin i mean peter gallagher isn't jewish but sandy cohen was like the quintessential like old jewish man and he really got that character like nailed down perfectly like I couldn't see Harry Hamlin ever playing like a Jewish dad obsessed with bagels do you know what I mean yeah I you know what I feel like obviously we can't see it any differently because that's how it was and I guess Harry Hamlin like could have but they made the total right choice 100% I mean Sandy Cohen I mean honestly I can't keep saying Sandy Cohen without saying Sandy Kenyon with the eyewitness news movie minute (laughs) um but Sandy Cohen was literally like a an integral part in the success of the OC, like undoubtedly. A hundred percent. Like his energy that he radiated. And I don't think that Harry Hamlin no, could radiates do that. that. What did Sandy Cohen do for a living in the film? He I mean, was in the series? a public defender. And then eventually he goes into the private sector. Eventually, like he works for Caleb and, you know, he's a lawyer. So, but they were living in the OC off of Julie's money. Off of Kirsten's money. That's what I meant, not Julie. <laughs> no, Cooper. they weren't living off their neighbor's <laughs> money. <laughs> no, Kiki. Yeah. Got it. I haven't watched that show in so long. It's so good. It's so good. I, a few years ago, rewatched the whole thing and it was a prize up until Marissa dying. That's the thing. Don't bother yourself with the last season. But you just like literally spoiled. (laughs) You did. Everyone knows. Yeah. But like if someone didn't watch it, like you just spoiled it. Okay. If someone, if you don't know, like even vaguely, you know, every. What happened? That's the conversation we had at the beginning of the no, week. Then you're not interested in ever going to watch the OC. Yeah, and like we literally had this conversation at the beginning of the week. Like, if a show premiered over ten years ago, like there's no such thing as spoiling it. Yeah, and also I don't think that that's necessarily a spoiler because it's not like the whole time you're like it's not like an action series. It's like yeah. is she or isn't she? Right. You know, it's like she just left the show. Yeah, I mean, she was Loki towards like the end of her time there, like the worst character, like with her just putting everyone in danger and her bad decision making. Um... But the show is not the same after. The best is like the first two seasons when like Summer and Marissa and Ryan and Seth are like this foursome and like they hang out at Summer's house and Summer has her convertible and Summer's house is so nice and her dad is never home. Like that's the best part of the series. Yeah. Yeah. You should rewatch it if you're looking for something. Yeah. I also just like need to buy that house that Summer lives in. I just remember like being obsessed with it. Like the white columns and the big stairs. Yeah. Sickening. Sickening. So that's what could have been. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe John John Hamm did a podcast. I know. And I also can't believe that like Peter, I guess, I don't know who the big stars were at the time, but I feel like now like Harry Hamlin and John Hamm are really big stars compared to Peter Gallagher. 100%. But he got that part. Yeah. But I think at the time, Peter Gallagher Gallagher was as famous as John Hamm and Harry Hamlin are now. Yes. It's just funny how fame works, you guys. Yeah. Fickle and fleeting. (laughs) 
Our fifth and final story is a little Jeopardy news because there's a new guest host on the scene. Do you know who it is? Ken Jennings. Katie Couric. No, no, no. Like a new name of someone who's going to host an episode. Oh, no. Who? An exciting name. Aaron Rodgers. What? Will host a guest host an episode of Jeopardy. He says he's excited. An episode. Okay. Uh, the Green Bay Packers appeared on the Pat. Pat McAfee show and shared that he always looked up to the longtime host Alex Trebek he said one of my idols growing up was Alex Trebek they're doing some guest hosting spots and it's going to be released pretty soon but I had the opportunity to do one of those I'm excited about that opportunity with Jeopardy that's cool I mean I don't think he's being like groomed to be the next Alex no, Trebek or like, anything but this is like a fun promotional thing yeah and I think they're gonna do like a lot of like fun celeb guest hosts and I wouldn't expect that from Aaron Rodgers and hopefully he lets us know like what's going on with his family <laughs> yeah like hopefully he just like a sidebar and like do he does he talked to Jojo right that family drama was like so crazy um yeah and that I think is people like who ongoing air, I think people who air their family drama like in the public sphere no matter like what the case is like I think those people are disgusting but I don't think that they, they've aired their family drama like they just don't speak and so no, there was like tweets and comments like no, because we still don't know why they're beefing so they well, didn't air it Jordan said no not on The Bachelor I'm saying like afterwards on social media like Jordan like let tweeted Aaron like when he was doing charity during the holidays, he was like, you could do charity and like not even call your mom. Remember? Oh, that's... It's just I, like, it's yeah. gross. Like handle it privately. Like some things, even as like someone who loves gossip and celebrity, like to see families fighting in the public sphere, like it makes me like sad. For sure. And also it's crazy that they're both celebrities, like, and they don't speak to each other. Well, they're not like even nearly on the same level, no, but, but like, yes. They are in the celebrity sphere. And the celebrity sports sphere. Like they're definitely I feel like they both could end up at the SBs. Like obviously Jordan and Georgia would be sitting in like the thirteenth row while Aaron Rodgers would be like in the first or like he might even be hosting it. But still they could end up at the same events for sure. Yeah. So I think that'll be pretty cool. You have that to look forward to. Yeah. And I, I feel like you get a glimpse of people's personalities when they do stuff like that. Yeah. And he also participated in Celebrity Jeopardy in the past. So he's just like a big Jeopardy fan. I just love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's like so cute. Um, and I love seeing celebrities doing things out of their ordinary things that they do, like out of their element. Um, like Tina Fey said, it's like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. Totally. So, yeah, especially athletes too. I feel like celebrities are always trying to like do as many things as possible. Yes, host, comedy, like a million things for yeah. sure. But athletes have like very one one track minds because they're working all the time. So to see them in a different space is fun. Yeah. So exciting. Um, let's dive into TV recap because the Real Housewives of Dallas episode was on last night and it was so good. Because first of all, I think that it is now the second most wealthy franchise first. after Beverly Hills. Okay. Just the like Tiffany really brought up the group average in terms of style, money, home, cars, wine cellar, closet, fingerprint. You know, like I fingerprint. I loved that. I did agree with Stephanie that like inviting people into your home and like literally going through your personal items, like, look, I got this Gucci bag. Like, that's really tacky. But I'm sure the producers like asked her to do that. And as a consumer, like I was not upset. But as a friend, I would be like, this is weird. Yeah. Cameron was on Watch What Happens Live. Yes. And Cameron and Tiffany are like seriously beefing. Hardcore on Twitter. Like in real life. I guess in the show, it hasn't gotten there yet. But she was saying that she was like, I love seeing ladies closets in general. So like I liked it. But like when you have people in your home, like I guess it's tacky to like take them on a grand tour. But I feel like it was asked of that, of her. Yeah. I mean, I did think it was weird. I, I wanted them to show... I wanted her to show her house around, but then I saw her in, in her master bathroom, which is like a really private place, and her like shoes were off, and I'm like, this is a really intimate tour. Like, yeah, and also I feel like maybe they could have done that tour like with just the cameras, BravoTV.com, you know, like panning. Because if I were Stephanie or Deandra, I would have been like, oh yay, like a bath, yeah. like you know, it's weird. And Stephanie 
I don't know when, you know, Travis's, Stephanie's very new money, but I think a lot of the way that she acts about money is very old money. So, yeah. like, I think she, like, and then I thought it was just so interesting how, like, when they're getting ready for the um, dim sum party, you see Stephanie's closet, and it's literally so sickening. Sickening. I was saying the same thing, but it's like, we still don't see the whole thing. We just are getting glimpses, and it's sickening. Yeah. Um, so, as it pertains to Tiffany, like, and Cameron not getting along, like, I kind of see that they would butt heads. And I think that Tiffany, I don't really feel like I know her yet, but I did think it was, like, so glaringly obvious that, like, she was, like, almost going to start stuff with Carrie Brittingham, but the women were like, that's just how she is. Like, it has nothing to do with you. But she was, like, claiming she was being bullied into drinking tequila. When, like, it came to the food, like, she, she was ex- bullying Cameron. She did like, exactly what Carrie was doing. Right. And I feel like... I think that the women in general, like, we're being a little disrespectful, like, about the food, like, ugh, like, like, two-year-olds, especially when it's, like, someone's culture. Like, it's, food is deep, is, like, very connected to people's culture, and, like, especially in front of the people in the restaurant, like, I thought they were being rude. Yeah. But I, I fell for Cameron, because, like, when they were describing how Cameron eats, I'm like, that's me. Like, I have the palate of a four-year-old, like, I eat chicken fingers, french fries, and rice for every meal. So, like, if that, I was in that situation, like, I wouldn't know how to handle it. And I thought that Cameron was being very gracious and just, like, being like, I'm good. Like, don't worry. Not saying I'm not eating it, but just like. And playing around with it. Yeah. And like trying not to be obviously disrespectful. But Tiffany was just like really studying her. Yeah. And I thought that was unfair. And like she was definitely um, doing exactly what she was mad at Carrie Brittingham for doing. For sure. And I think it, it pissed Cameron off. Because like Cameron tried to go about it in like a very de-escalated sort yeah. of way. And, and then now Cameron just was saying on Watch What Happens Live, she finds Tiffany to be very bossy. And I'm sure like in that instance that's, was. that sort of might have been like the first thing that sets them off into yeah. like not being friends because they seem so similar to me I know like they even I feel like if I close my eyes they sound the same too like the pitch of their voice yeah and I would think that they would get along but we'll see something um has happened to the Westcott to Cameron Westcott this season because she first of all is like so clearly the star of the show like her confessionals are just iconic and like her home life is like so interesting even though like who cares about like selling and you know what I mean like it's not particularly interesting stuff but they're just such an interesting family and like I don't know something like happened to her she like blossomed over the last season she's so funny like when she said that thing about the centerpiece like I cackled I cackled I literally texted it to you I didn't know where she was going because she was just like talking about the party she's like by the way when you have a party girl get a centerpiece yeah (laughs) and they zoom in on the table and it really was like empty it was hysterical I agree that she's really becoming like sort of a narrator of the show and and I am enjoying it there were a few moments and I wish I could remember them where I like truly cackled I actually love 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 Deandra and I think that scene when she was sitting with Jeremy first of all when they were talking about their um love languages and how hers is acts of service which is mine too and like when he was like cleaning the vent like she was so happy like that was so relatable and I just think they have such a good marriage like he is such a nice guy and he's so handsome and I just like love when like they're in their house and I just think they have like a really good like foundation and I think that they're like the like really perfectly paired yeah um I, I would like to know more I usually find people's um reconnecting with my family so boring but I want to know more like the money like how much and that's not the same money that Deandra's mom has right that's her stepdad's I don't know I think it's the same I don't I think it's the same Simmons money I don't think so I think because they're saying she said that what's her mom's name D D's husband wasn't her father but like basically raised her and she was in the will 
But then she had another will from her biological father who like had another family, but they were kind of close. Um, and she was in, like, I think there, there were two like huge wills. I think Deandra's like rolling in the dough. Interesting. I didn't get that, but it's very unclear. Yeah. Um, what else happened in the episode? Oh, the episode opened with the conversation. Um, with Brandy. With Brandy and Tiffany, which I thought was like, so great yeah like for both of them like I'm sure that Tiffany felt like this responsibility like coming on as the first Asian housewife of Dallas um amid this scandal like she she felt the responsibility to like address it um but also not like start a fight over it and I thought she just handled it like really maturely and I think that Brandy probably really appreciated that conversation I agree I think it was a good way to move forward between the two of them Brandy I mean I wish she could have been at the party but like with all this covid filming like it's really i just caught up on oc and it's like unbearable so she has to quarantine and she can't go but i look forward to her like i feel like she's so upset with herself broken like shameful yeah and it's it's a very sad feeling yeah and so i just i i Excited for her to get back in the mix. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I forgot because so much happened like last season with Leanne firing. But like I forgot how annoying Carrie Brittingham is. Um, and her fighting with Deandra reminded me of like oh, oh, she just like loves to poke and prod. And Deandra really said it perfectly. And then I was remembering like all the stuff she did last season before like the huge blow up. So like nobody really ever addressed it. But she is like an annoying friend like that. Like just always fucking like looking for to like make a, you the butt of the joke. Yeah, I don't really remember from last season. I thought that I liked her, but I agree. Like, her energy, I was just not feeling it. That's not someone I could ever be friends with, like, who's just, like, always poking at me. Exactly, and it just reminded me. I totally forgot about that side of her. it seems like all the girls are really close with her. But it also feels like she is kind of, like, getting a backseat this season. Like, in the first episode, she didn't have any solo. solo moments. But then we see her family... In the second episode. Which I think that that her daughter, I think her name is Olivia, saw herself on TV last season and literally, like, it changed her life. Like, seeing how she spoke to her mom, which was so disrespectful. Like, I remember growing up, like, kids who spoke to their moms that way, like, it was just so crazy rude. Like, and I think she was probably mortified because her behavior is much... And I actually think she made a really good point about, like, going to college and expanding your horizons and then coming home and, like, feeling like the people that you grew up with, like, are just on different levels than you, like, Mm -hmm. emotionally and intellectually. Yeah. Um, But she's an entirely different person. New hair. New new hair. attitude. No, I I literally didn't even know it was her. And I agree. Her behavior last season was disgraceful. Atrocious. Yeah. Um, So it's actually turning out to be like a really good season. I just love the women of Dallas so much. They're so funny in their confessionals. Like they don't hold back. I know that their like ratings aren't great. And that makes me really sad. And I really want like everyone to get on board. I just don't know how any franchise's ratings could possibly be worse than OC. Like if you're you're able to watch OC, you should be able to watch everything else. I know, but OC just like has this built-in following because it's been on for so long. And Dallas just doesn't have that. OC's on season 13. Dallas is on like season five. Yeah. And I, I just don't, don't want it to get canceled. Like, it's really, really good. And I feel like it's, like, on the brink. Like, I ju- that's just a feeling that I have. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really great season. I think Tiffany is an amazing addition Me too. to the cast. I just, if you are looking to start Housewives, like, start Dallas. It's really, really good. Um, and they just, like, need to be saved. I'm, like, so worried about them. Yeah. Um, okay, let's dive into Dear Toasters, our advice segment where you can write into deartoasters at gmail.com about anything that's going on in your life anonymously. And we will read it out and do our best to give you some advice. First up, hi, Claudia and Jackie. Okay, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I feel crazy. I've been with my fiance for seven years. We were on 
on again, off again in the beginning, but we worked everything out, moved past our mistakes, and he's a peach on. However, we both suffer from horrible anxiety. I'm always anxious that he's cheating on me. I literally ask him up front like once a month because I'm that crazy. For background, he has never cheated on me before and has never cheated in any relationship. In fact, he has been cheated on. I have such vivid dr- I had such a vivid dream that he was cheating, so vivid that in my dream I told myself to check his phone. I did, and I found nothing. I still have such a pit about it, though. What has been making me suspicious is the face that we are getting married in is the fact that we are getting married in June, but he hasn't been wanting to do anything in the bedroom. He keeps blaming his anxiety. The lack of physical needs is fueling my cheating theory. He stays up way later than me, even when he's tired. He's super weird when I touch his phone or his watch. I truly don't know if I'm overthinking it. Am I being a crazy person, or is this really a women's intuition? Sincerely, a crazy stan that needs help. Well, this sounds exhausting. Okay, I think there's two things here. First of all, the fact that you are so worried that he is cheating on you and even though he has never done anything to give you any inkling that he is I think that maybe you should like talk to someone or see someone to sort of unpack like why you have those feelings right because I think at the end of the day it's like you can trace that back to like an insecurity either in yourself in your relationship and that's just not how you want to live right I think you need to work that out and I think um therapy would actually be a great place to do that and sort of trace back like why you are so sort of paranoid yeah um and then the second part about now his behavior has changed and he doesn't go to sleep with you and he's super anxious too maybe you go to couples counseling I was gonna suggest that as well this just sounds um like you guys just need to like work some things out but it sounds like you otherwise a healthy marriage like yeah and and sometimes relationship relationship yeah sometimes I feel like maybe the relationship is like and I I think that a lot of girls do this like the relationship is so fine but like you look for problems. Yeah, and you like sort of sabotage it. And, and right. a lot of times that's something that starts within you and your relationship could be absolutely perfect, but you would still treat it that way. And so I just think that's something that you should talk to someone right. about. Right, because nothing in here makes me think he's cheating. Like yeah. staying up late is not a crime. And you went through his phone. You've gone through his things. And like there's no, there's nothing to make you think that there's nothing. So I just think this is a lot like in your head. Mental, and yeah. sometimes you just got to go unpack your head. Yeah, no, it's the suitcase gets really heavy and sometimes you just got to unzip. I know, but also like I feel like Matt James now when I say unpack, like it's his favorite word. Is it? Yeah, he's always, like, he's said it like that's his thing this season. Like Claire wanted people to show up. Matt wants to like unpack, unpack people. people. Oh, I did not yeah. pick up on that. But it is a good saying, so. I agree, I'll but I don't it. want it to be oversaturated and then it's like loses its flavor. A hundred percent. All right, next up, dear Claudia and Jackie. It's every girl's favorite kind of drama, wedding drama. First off, I want to say that you two set the bar high for toaster weddings. Oh, you were both beautiful and stunning, and your venues were everything of the sort. That's so nice. Thank you so much. Here's my issue. My friend and her husband got married last summer, COVID style. 20 people went. Sadly, her bachelorette party was canceled because we didn't feel comfortable traveling at the time it was scheduled. So fast forward to this spring. She's wanting us to do her bachelorette, even though she's already married. Here's my problem. I just flat out don't want to go. One, she's married already. Two, I'm not ready to travel to the state we're going to. Three, I have a serious quarantine body that I'm rocking and I don't feel like being around a bunch of skinny bitches in thong bikinis. Please help. Do I convince her we should not do it? Do I tap out or do I just go? Sincerely, a toaster who dreams of being a bride one day so she can show her friends how to be a nice one. That's so I'm, funny. That's tough. Honestly, this girl. I mean, this I is an easy one. You just say like you won't go because of COVID. Like, yeah. Whatever you need to say, blame it on COVID. Like COVID no. is just like. COVID has been so treacherous, but it has given us people who love to cancel plans. It has given the us ultimate a hundred percent. And so whatever you need, to, like maybe if. If you saying to her, I, I don't feel comfortable traveling to this state, even though I think that that would completely suffice. Like, I think I have friends mm-hmm. and 
people have said that and we all are like fine with it and vice versa. Or if you need to like plan something a week after her thing where you're like, oh, I can't because I have to I quarantine. Have to, I would have to quarantine, but I have this a week later and I need to be there for that. I think that this should be so easy for you to get out of. Like use COVID as an excuse like while you still can. Yeah, I think tapping out of plans that you don't feel comfortable in for whatever reason they are is like the most healthy thing you can do in your adult life is like just say no to things. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be everywhere and like... FOMO can be so toxic, but so can keeping up with it, like going places you don't want to go. So I think you're fine. Like you don't have to go. I like, I can't tell if this girl's being annoying by having a bachelorette party after a wedding or like I should feel bad for her because she had like a 20 person COVID wedding and like she's just trying to make the best of it. Um, I'm kind of annoyed with her. You know, it's like the, the moment's over. Like you had the COVID wedding. You didn't wait. Like, yeah, but I think if she framed it as like maybe in not in the spring, but even a year on her wedding anniversary is like, let's do a girl's trip, not a bachelorette party, but like, let's just go on a trip right. to celebrate. Like, shit, we don't need to all get the sashes and play the games right. and all that. But the like, I want to take the trip that we didn't get to take. Like, that sounds really fun to me. Yeah, that's but fair. But don't do it at a time when it's like your friend, other people are getting married and having these conflicts. Like, I would do it post-COVID completely. Like, just I agree. wait. I agree. Um, all right, now I'm really excited because we have an update from the girl who farted at her Thanksgiving dinner with her boyfriend's family and it was really loud. Dear Jackie and Claudia, here we go. The time has come. An update from my Thanksgiving acerole, if you will. An update on the Thanksgiving fart heard around the world. Quick recap, I farted during the moment of silence at my boyfriend's Thanksgiving dinner, or should I say, ex-boyfriend. Now, Claudia and Jackie, please find peace in knowing the actual fart... (laughs) Sorry. Please find peace in knowing that the actual fart itself played little to no role in our breakup and was actually never spoken about. However, the absolute terrorism that despicable moment caused on my brain started to take its toll. I found myself constantly squeezing my cheeks in fear. I couldn't go on. I came up with a reason that was technically true. It's not you. It's me. I would like to take this moment to thank you. After submitting my story, your concern with my bowels hit deep. (laughs) Sorry, I forgot. I'm not remembering what we said. The more you talked about how... The more you talked about how concerning it was that I farted before dinner, the more I began to realize this could be a legitimate medical issue. So I did, in fact, had to go to, go to the doctor to find out that not only did I have asymptomatic COVID, but that I had irritable bowel syndrome as well. You cannot make this shit up. Your concern and diagnosis saved my toilet and my family. Thank you for doing God's work. I am forever grateful for the doctors and the toast. Oh my God. That's crazy. Well, the fact that she had IBS is not shocking. No. (laughs) But the fact that she was COVID positive and she didn't even know and she only went to the doctor because of us and she could have infected her grandmother. Like we are literally saving lives. Saving lives. Wow. That's, that's what you can get when you take our advice. I'm shook. I'm shook. That's, That's really the craziest best update scenario. I've gotten. It sounds like she's doing well too. And so even though she... Because yeah, she's funny. Bro- like yeah, she should be a comedy up. writer. Like the way that she writes is very funny. Yeah. I'm... Well, thank you for, for updating us. If we've ever written it, uh, if you've ever written in and we've spoken your uh, request on air, please write us in on an update. I love hearing back from it. And I'm so happy that you're doing okay, taking care of your body. Yes. Love to hear it. Wow, we'd love an update. I so didn't see that I'm coming. I'm so like happy for you and these answers. Hilarious. Um, that's our show. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I mean, I am writing a book. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Girlwithnojob.com slash book. Oh, and you want to hear something cool? So if you've gotten my book um, or if you haven't gotten my book and you're trying to get a copy, Goodreads is doing a giveaway. They have a hundred. That's so cool. And now I'm like on the page with all like the real authors like on Goodreads giveaways and like we're just like, you know, giving away books. So they're giving away a hundred books and a hundred people can win. I put the link on my um, 
story. But I think if you also just Google like Goodreads Girl with No Job Giveaway, um, you can get it. And I'm really excited. And that's all I have to say. So exciting. We shall see you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast. I'm Lana Morning Show. We deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We could use some more subscribers. Come on. And if you're listening as a podcast. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. And you can find us anywhere podcasts. Wait, what do I say? Are found Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IRA, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five star review about a beautiful stunning and smart we are hope you guys have an amazing hump day don't forget to hump someone you love we're back tomorrow bye